Personal branding. You may have noticed a lot of talk about this topic lately, not just on this podcast, but in general in the marketplace. Business and self-help writers at Forbes, Fast Company, Inc. Magazine, and other outlets are focusing on this topic, and MBA programs are now including personal branding as part of their curriculum. Personal branding is definitely one of my favorite topics, and I always look through what's being written and taught about this topic. There's one thing that always stands out for me, and that's the disproportionate focus on promoting our personal brands. I take a different approach. Well before we focus on promoting our personal brand, I advocate a strategic approach to identifying precisely what your personal brand is, how to say it, how to articulate it. This process is much more strategic, and I'd say much more effective. Today, here in this episode, we're going to focus on the three strategic principles of personal branding. Let's do this. Let's talk about talk. Greetings and welcome to Talk About Talk. I'm your communication coach, Dr. Andrea Wojnicki. Please call me Andrea. Whether you're an ambitious executive looking to catapult your career by improving your communication skills, or perhaps you have a strong growth mindset, you're always looking to learn and improve, or maybe both. Well, you're in the right place. At Talk About Talk, we focus on communication skills topics like confidence, networking, and yes, personal branding. This is the critically important stuff that they don't teach you in school. It's what takes you from a B plus to an A plus in whatever it is you do. And if you check out the talkabouttalk.com website, you'll find online corporate training, one-on-one coaching with me, online courses, the archive of this bi-weekly podcast, and the free weekly communication skills newsletter. I really hope you'll go to the website and sign up for this newsletter, but you can choose whatever works for you. Welcome to Talk About Talk, episode number 84. In this episode, we take a step back and focus on three strategic principles of personal branding. This episode will help you in terms of your personal branding mindset and assumptions. Based on my background in brand marketing, I've identified three principles or tenets from brand marketing that are not just relevant to personal branding, but they're valuable in terms of providing fundamental guiding principles for articulating our very own personal brand. For each of these three principles, I'm going to explain exactly what they mean. I'll define them. And then I'm going to provide you with examples of product brands that have leveraged this branding principle. And I'm also going to share human personal branding examples from people whom I've coached or observed. Sound good? Okay, let's get into this. As always, you don't need to take notes because I do that for you. I summarize everything for you at the end of the episode, and you can always access the printable episode show notes on the talkabouttalk.com website. I continue to receive positive feedback about the summaries that I provide in the podcast itself and also in the show notes on the website. So of course, I'm going to keep providing them. That way, you can keep doing whatever you're doing, driving or walking or housework or whatever. You don't need to take notes because I do that for you. Okay. Three strategic principles of personal branding. First, I'm going to provide you with a brief introduction to personal branding. Different books and articles and courses make different assumptions about personal branding. So I want to start by being perfectly clear about what we're talking about. What is a personal brand? If you're thinking about your identity or your reputation, well, you're right. But the definition that seems to get a lot of traction 
is that your personal brand is what people say and think about you when you're not in the room. Imagine that your name comes up in a meeting. What are people thinking and saying about you? That is your personal brand. We're talking about both your personal and your professional identity here. Combining the personal and the professional, not separating them, that helps a lot with authenticity. I don't mean to say that you need to share every element of your personal life at work, just like you wouldn't share every aspect of your career and personal life when you're at home or out with your friends. We filter what we share in each situation depending on the context and the audience, of course, but we are the same true authentic person. Another important point is that we can do things to manage our personal brand, just like a brand manager manages a product brand. It's not that you're being manipulative, but rather you're being strategic. And hopefully you've considered these three principles of personal branding that I'm going to share with you right now. Are you ready? The first principle of personal branding is to focus on what makes you unique. The key word here is unique. If you get just one thing from this episode, I hope it's that. You want to be unique. If you ever worked in brand management, and even if you didn't, you've probably heard the saying, you can't be all things to all people. Your brand can't be everything to everyone. If you try to be everything to everyone, you end up being nothing. Well, guess what? The same goes for your personal brand. So in other words, for brands, both product brands and personal brands, it's better to be unique and focused as opposed to being the same as everyone or trying to be all things. The best brands have a focused and unique point of difference. We're talking about focusing on outlier qualities. As marketers, one of the most important branding frameworks that we use is a clear, focused brand positioning statement. The idea with a brand positioning statement is that you're positioning the brand relative to its competition, identifying what makes that brand stand out, articulating the unique brand benefit. Similarly, when you're thinking about your personal brand, I always recommend that you focus first and foremost on what makes you unique. When I do personal branding workshops, I like to share this little saying, unique is better than better. Think about that. It's not quite intuitive, is it? Unique is better than better. Can you guess what the most common mistake is that people make with their personal brand? It's emulating or copying someone else. It's a common trap, but it's actually really easy to see why. Imagine your colleague gets promoted. You look at them and you try to figure out what was it that got them promoted? What were they doing? Was it their work ethic? their communication skills, their relationship building skills, whatever it is, it's human nature to emulate, especially when they're successful. Instead, I suggest that you lean in to your superpower. Ask yourself the simple question, what makes me unique? Then focus on that one thing. Be as specific and focused as possible. The benefit here is that a unique and focused brand is easier to understand, and it's also more memorable. It might help us here to think about product brands that have done this well. What brands stand out as unique and focused? Well, in the retail space, I think about brands like Sephora or Trader Joe's. 
So Sephora, this is one of the only cosmetics retail chains. They offer a huge selection of higher-end cosmetics, and importantly, they provide well-trained experts to help you find exactly what works best for you. The other example is Trader Joe's. Anyone who's been to a Trader Joe's grocery store knows that this is a unique brand. Trader Joe's is ethical, they're international, and I'd also say the brand is irreverent. Definitely not typical. When I tried to think of product brands that messed up in terms of not being unique and focused, well, I couldn't think of any, at least not readily. I could try to give you an example here, but we don't hear about these brands. That's kind of the point. In terms of a personal brand that successfully leveraged this principle of being unique and focused, you could think of just about any successful media personality, especially those who have sustained their appeal. So think about Oprah or Anderson Cooper. These are unique folks with clearly focused and differentiated brand personalities. A few months ago, when I was running a personal branding workshop for global executives, a partner at a professional services firm shared with us that she knows she has a good sense of humor, but that she tries to hide it. I asked her, does your boss know that you're funny? And she said, yeah. I asked her if her clients appreciate her sense of humor. Again, she said, probably yes. So while she clearly needs to be professional and provide technical expertise to her clients, sometimes a sense of humor is a good thing. And it could end up being her superpower, the thing that makes her stand out and makes her unique. And the other thing is, funny people are usually very clever. When I brought that up in the workshop, everybody was nodding their heads. I encouraged her to lean in to her sense of humor because this is what makes her unique. And you know what happened? She ended up emailing me and thanking me profusely. She's now empowered to leverage her unique personality instead of hiding it. So ask yourself, what makes you stand out? Is there a part of your personality that might not conform to the norm? I encourage you to lean into that. Okay, that's the first principle of personal branding. Focus on what makes you unique. The second principle is about integration and consistency. Product brands that consistently communicate the same message are more successful for a few reasons. First, it takes us all a while to notice or to learn things. It's not like we as consumers are scanning the grocery store, looking for cues from all the brands that are on all the shelves. No, but when we see or hear the same message about a brand over and over, it starts to sink in. And secondly, when messages are consistent, they're more credible. And when they're inconsistent, we lose trust. Successful brands consistently reinforce their message. When I worked in brand management, this principle was something that I focused on intensely. We need to use the same words, but we also need to make sure that the packaging and the fonts and the colors and the imagery, not to mention the cast for the ads, everything is consistent and integrated with the brand's main message. Of course, this includes both explicit and implicit communication. So explicit communication is the words. And implicit communication is all of the indirect ways that signal what a brand is communicating. One example of a brand that's done this well is Coca-Cola. Think about the logo, the colors, the bottle, the sound of the bottle being opened, the smiles on the faces of the wholesome folks who are drinking it. Absolutely every element of the Coca-Cola brand is communicated consistently. 
reinforcing the same message of this refreshing, sincere, and joyful drink. And of course, there are also lots and lots of examples of brands that have messed up in terms of their consistency and integration. Take, for example, in 1996, when McDonald's tried to upscale its offering by introducing a grown-up burger, the Arch Deluxe. Well, it turns out that adults who go to McDonald's just want a McDonald's burger. Who knew? Well, I think we actually all knew that. A sophisticated adult burger is not consistent with the McDonald's brand, and it flopped. And again, this principle works for personal brands too. It's much easier to get recognized for a skill or expertise if you consistently create content and evidence across all media reinforcing this skill or this expertise. So decide what your unique and focused story is, your superpower, state it explicitly with words, and then reinforce it consistently and implicitly with your body language, through the way you dress, through the associations that you establish with people and institutions, and even with the media through which you communicate. Ensure that your personal brand promise stays consistent, both online and offline. As you consistently reinforce your personal narrative or your personal brand by integrating it into everything you do, you'll end up coming across as being genuine and authentic. So that's the second principle of personal branding, consistency and integration. Now we've covered two of the three principles. The first is being focused on what makes you unique, and the second is consistency and integration. The third strategic principle of personal branding is that it will evolve over time. Ironically, the one thing that we can all be certain of is change. It's as true with the evolution of species as it is in business. As humans, we mature and we evolve. Similarly, the world changes. The marketplace evolves, our competitors change, our clients and our customers change. So by definition, if we don't also evolve, we become irrelevant. And that goes for both humans and for product brands. I do have a great example of what happens when you refuse to evolve. Did you know that I used to be a Toys R Us store manager? That was actually my first job out of undergrad. It was a fantastic experience. They ran me through a really disciplined training program. And then I actually helped build, merchandise, and staff a brand new store. I learned so much so quickly. I vividly recall the technology and gaming aisle and wondering from the very beginning why Toys R Us didn't extend it. They were stuck selling cribs and diapers and lots of licensed merchandise. They also had a huge aisle of, I'd say, old school board games that spanned from the front of the store to the back of the store. But the tech aisle, gaming and kids' computers, it was relegated to one side of one small aisle. So Toys R Us did not evolve as the toy industry evolved. Such a shame. On the other hand, an example of a brand that was successful in part due to its evolution, Netflix. In the 1990s, Netflix was a rent-by-mail DVD platform. Then they were a subscription service. And now they're a leader in entertainment production and distribution. Wow, wow, wow. That reminds me, though. Did you catch that the second and the third strategic principles that I'm sharing with you may be at odds? So principle two is integration and consistency. And principle three is evolution. 
So you may be asking, you want me to be consistent, but you also want me to evolve? Isn't that a contradiction? Well, here's the thing. Successful brands stay true to their core values and benefits, but they also stay current and relevant, just like we all should with our personal brands. Let me share with you an example of an executive that I coached. Over her 20-year career, her personal brand has evolved from being what started out as a really hard worker. She's productive and she's ambitious, but now she's evolved to being a global leader. As the world changed and as she matured, her personal branding narrative also appropriately evolved. Of course, her focus on hard work and productivity remains core to her value, but now it's the impact and specifically her global impact that is even more relevant to her personal brand. So in terms of this third principle then, ask yourself, what has changed in terms of your maturity, your roles, your skills, your environment, and what's evolved? I encourage you to make this part of your personal branding narrative. So that's the third and last strategic principle of personal branding. Brands evolve over time. Now, let me summarize. Do you remember what the three strategic branding principles are that we can apply to our personal brands? The first is that we focus on what makes us unique. And as I said, if you take just one thing away from this episode, I hope it's this. Unique is better than better. Got it? The second principle is integration and consistency. So seek to consistently communicate the same brand through every touch point that you have with others. There's explicit communication, the words you use, how you introduce yourself, your bio, your LinkedIn page, and so on. But there's also implicit communication opportunities that can reinforce this message. So if your personal brand is that of an inclusive leader, make sure that everything you say and write and do communicates just that. All of these things can implicitly signal and reinforce your personal brand. You want to be consistent. The third and last principle is that successful brands evolve. They need to stay current to stay relevant. Your personal brand should never be set in stone. Certainly your core values will remain, but just like the product brands that we buy are updated and refreshed, so too should your personal brand. Well, I hope this all makes sense. And I hope you learned something that helps you think a little bit more strategically about identifying your personal brand. Again, what differentiates this personal branding philosophy is that we focus a lot more time and effort on developing or articulating our brand before we start communicating it. Taking the time up front to articulate what makes you unique makes it so much easier to share your superpowers. Suddenly, a light goes off and you're communicating with true confidence. Okay, that's it. Again, you can find a printable version of this episode, including a summary and the transcript, in the show notes on the talkabouttalk.com website. Just click on podcast and then show notes. While you're there, I really hope you'll sign up for the Talk About Talk newsletter. This is your chance to get free communication skills coaching from me every week in a simple to digest weekly email. Just go to talkabouttalk.com to sign up or email me directly and I'll add you to the list. You can email me anytime at andrea at talkabouttalk.com. Thanks for listening and talk soon.